hey, Jim, look around the room right now. Everyone is here because of you. The moment I heard those words, it changed everything for me. And yet it changed nothing because I truly am what I always felt I was. I'm the connector. That clarity is what brings me to you and what drives this show, the Remote Start Podcast. Here, I connect my lifelong passion for bringing people together with my love of business and branding in hopes that these talks might better connect your community with what your company is all about. So let's figure out your brand. Let's figure out the target audience you want to serve and how we can use these two things to create an incredibly strong community for your business. I'm your host, Jim Doyon. Let's get something started. Remote Start Nation. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing building a brand for yourself, then building a startup, and talking to one entrepreneur on her story of never losing hope. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and today we're going to be talking with Sweta Rye, Hollywood film producer, director, writer, and entrepreneur who focuses on creating meaning meaningful cinema. Her latest documentary feature film, a pandemic away from the motherland was shortlisted for the Oscar race. She is the founder and CEO of Indo Holly Films and Diverse Cinema. Both she started after producing her feature films so she could help bridge the gap between underrepresented communities around the world and Hollywood. I'm looking forward to sharing her story of how she was born and brought up in India and how she created a personal brand that took her to Hollywood to where she is making a difference with her business today. With, for, without further ado, Sweta, welcome to the Remote Start Podcast. I'm very, very happy to have you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me on the show. And um, I'll, I'll start <clears throat> talking about, you know, uh, where it all started about my journey. And as you mentioned, you know, I started from India. So I grew up in a tiny little town of India, which was not even on the Google Maps for a very long time, I think uh, up until recently. And uh, from there, you know, uh, back in the days, uh, especially in the smaller cities or the third world countries, it was a taboo to, you know, uh, talk about arts or filmmaking because, you know, in India, everybody was trying to be the national profession of India, which is software engineering. And, you know, um, so everybody was either a doctor, liar or an engineer. And suddenly, you know, if you tell your parents that, hey, I want to be a filmmaker and they'll be like, you know, how are you going to earn your bread and butter? So it was very difficult, you know, back in the days. And just like any other obedient uh, Indian kid, I also went to an engineering college. I'll just be honest about it. I did, uh, uh, you know, uh, pursued my software engineering degree only for like six months. Started begging my parents that this is not, you know, what I want to do in the long run. Because even while growing up, I was doing some sort of, you know, plays or dramas or always associated um, in, in some of the other part of art, uh, music, and I learned Indian classical singing. So some part of the art, I just didn't have a direction because, you know, just like many other kids from the third world countries, we don't have a direction, you know, that um, this is what I want to do. Or the kids like here in America, they learn about filmmaking from childhood. They're making short films. So I was impressed you know i wish we had something like that back then yeah our exposure to movies was only the dubbed version of jumanji or you know titanic and that to like super edited versions uh you know where they would call uh like uh 
a dinosaur would be called a lizard. So we didn't know what dinosaur was because we used to think it is a lizard. So, wow. you know, things like that. We grew up here, you know, like that. So without any exposure to Hollywood cinema. And then from there on, uh, somehow it just happened that I went for an audition of a TV newscaster, uh, which was happening in my city, surprisingly, without telling my parents, went for this audition and somehow got the job. I don't know how I read that bulletin. That was my first time facing the multi-prompter. And uh, when I got the job, something changed. You know, my parents are like, okay, you have to finish your studies. At the same time, you can be a newscaster. And then my journey started. So I started being a news newscaster on uh, television, worked for multiple channels, went to New Delhi, which was uh, which is the capital of India. So now I'm in the city you know, reading news bulletins. Also started liking the behind the scenes. You know, I started producing uh, news yeah. bulletins. And uh, from there on, you know, it all started. And my love for camera, being on the camera, behind camera, it's, it started from there. And um, went to um, uh, Bombay, you know, which is the Bollywood capital. So, uh, you know, again, started producing some um, television shows there on. And then, uh, you know, with the twists and turns of life, I had an opportunity to work for the Discovery Channel in uh, Singapore. And at Discovery, I learned a lot, you know, because uh, there I got to work with Emmy Award winning producers who were making documentaries like my, after the Mega Storm. Um, and, uh, so I was working in the production. So you have a question. <laughs> I wanted to stop you for a second. I want to mm-hmm. go back to the point because this is pivotal. And I think a lot of, you know, younger, uh, people that might listen to this show mm-hmm. and want to hear this journey. And, and your parents had said, you know, at first, no. And then, okay, you've, you've, you know, you, you got this role. Okay. You can do it, but you have to finish your schooling. Yeah. How did that conversation go when you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go and pursue this and this is my dream? Yeah, it was very awkward, actually, you know, because um, I was the first one actually in my small town who was trying to do something related to the uh, media or arts. Um, so it was, it was a difficult conversation. I, it took me some time to even figure it out whether, you know, uh, whether studies is the only way like getting your degrees versus, you know, trying to follow your passion, which years later, when I moved to the U.S., I realized there are so, so many people who only have high school degrees or even their undergrad degrees and they are doing so well. And, yeah. you know, because they are following their passion and the experiences that taught them. And just to bring that, uh, on, well, like one particular incident, when I was receiving my MFA degree, which was actually my third master's degree, uh, at AFI and the same day, uh, Quentin Tarantino was receiving his PhD for doing what he did, you know, over the years. And we are so blessed with his cinema. And while receiving his degree, he said that, oh, I'm standing right in front of the master's degree graduates and I'm not even high school, you know. So wow. that's when I realized that he is Tarantino and, you know, what he has built. I wish I knew as a kid or a lot of parents in the smaller remote cities know that it's not important to finish that degree as long as you are, you know, finishing the real life school um, and by experiences. And look what he did by not even passing the high school degree. Yeah. And we were sitting right in front of him and we were like, we only wish, you know, we could ever make even a single movie like what he did. So I think uh, that was a very hard conversation. And I did 
continued with my studies and it was very challenging because, you know, in the morning you have to get up, you go read a news bulletin, then go to, to school because I was, a, I was still a teenager when I started working and then go to college after, you know, I entered in the college. So it was very difficult and challenging. I was like constantly on the run trying yeah. to, you know, go to college and then also to follow my passion. So it is very difficult. I hope, you know, it changes and it has been changing in other parts of the world. But as a kid, it becomes very difficult when, you know, you're forced to study. But at the same time, you know, you want to follow your passion. So would your advice be for, for those listening to follow your passion? Absolutely follow your passion. I do understand degrees are important because ours is a very uncertain field. So I won't say that doing an MBA, which I did and MFA is, uh, is a waste. Of course, I learned so much during the process and it has only helped me. As some people say, it is your backup plan always. But it's not necessary also, you know, uh, like yeah, I see a lot of athletes, you know, a lot of entertainers, not even going to high school and they are doing so well in their profession. So if you are really passionate about something, I don't think degrees do matter. I love that. And did your parents, after you got your degree, did they say, okay, go and finish and, and do what you want, pursue your dream? Yeah, so absolutely. After, uh, so I still ended up doing, I left my engineering, but I did my undergrad in computers and mathematics. Um, okay. I had to, you know, so, so I did that and I was good. I was a good student. But then uh, after that, I think something changed because by the time I already was a newscaster and an established one. And then my parents said, okay, now you can pursue your degrees in the, the field that you're in. So my uh -huh. first master's was actually in uh, broadcast journalism because, you know, I was a journalist in a way, a newscaster. So then I started pursuing degrees which were related to my passion, which also I would recommend, you know, as parents. And, you know, if, uh, if at all you think degrees are important, then let them do a degree in, uh, in the same field as, you know, they, they are passionate about because it would be so interesting. So, for example, if I was doing uh, my MFA in producing at AFI, it was so interesting every day, even though it was such a rigorous program, but it was so interesting every day to get up and get to make a movie because this is what I was passionate about. And it helps too when you're passionate about something that if, if there's challenges, you're going to overcome them because yeah. you're passionate about it. You're not going to give up. You're going to want to keep going forward. Absolutely. And you experienced that firsthand. Absolutely. I think uh, that that's what is important because that's what keeps you going. You know, uh, that um, you are so passionate about it that um, I recently uh, read a quote that, you know, whether even you're passionate about something, it doesn't matter it's, whether it's Monday morning or a Friday morning. It's all the same because every morning you get up and you're like so enthusiastic to work on yeah. your passion rather than something that, you know, I see a lot of software engineers because I'm in Silicon Valley right now and meet with them, then they're like superb singers or, you know, they, they play instruments and they all regret. I see that regret somewhere, you know, they, I wish I would have done that, but nothing wrong with it, you know, because they chose their, um, you know, a certain profession as my parents would say, you know, it's a salaried and certain profession, but there is always a risk, you know, with, yeah. with uh, losing your passion versus following it. That's, that's great. I, I thank you for sharing that. Let's go back yeah. to... I had stopped you because I really wanted to hit on that conversation, mm -hmm. but you had, so you left and you were at Discovery and what, what happened from there? So at Discovery, I was also their production uh, program financing distribution executive. 
So I was distributing discovery shows to uh, a lot of production houses and channels in Asia Pacific. So this helped me to travel around Asia Pacific and understand the markets over there. But again, because I was passionate about the production side of it, so I started helping an executive producer and uh, he happened to be an Emmy Award winning producer and he helped me understand the basics of, you know, how a documentary is made and especially discovery documentaries, which are known to be great, you know, worldwide. Um, so I started learning the process. And while in the process, I made a short film uh, separate from my regular work. And the short film was about, you know, when, when children leave uh, their parents. Uh, because in Singapore, you know, there is no poverty or anything. But their main pro- issue is that the children, you know, actually leave their parents, even when they are like in their like early 50s or 60s. Oh, wow. So they just let, uh, let them go to uh, an old age home. So I interacted yeah. uh, with a lady. So it was like a live uh, documentary that I made with them. And that went to a lot of film festivals. So it was, and I was surprised. It was just a short film with a very good message. And after that, I kind of figured because, you know, till then I was a newscaster, television producer, doing all sorts of things. I also acted in a couple of Bollywood daily soap operas. Uh, and so after all of this, I finally figured that telling a story and narrative story form is what, you know, where my passion lies. Because all yeah. this while through my journey, it's a story in itself. And that's when I, uh, when that film did pretty well, I knew what I want to learn. And that's when I started applying to a lot of film schools. And um, I thought that I, I want to learn it from the masters in Hollywood. So I applied to this one and finally got into it. And I made a move from uh, Discovery uh, in Singapore to uh, Hollywood, which again was not the best of the decisions because, you know, in the beginning, anyone would say you're leaving your glamorous job. By the time I was also the global diversity ambassador, so I was promoting diversity in Singapore, uh, doing a lot of campaigns for Singapore Ministry of Defense and Interventions. I was an advocate for uh, diversity there. And now I'm leaving everything to become a student. <laughs> and it's not, uh, you know, uh, it's very expensive to be a student yeah. in the U.S. But again, following your passion, you know, no matter how difficult it is. So I thought that uh, it has to be there. You know, I have to do this to learn the craft from the masters in Hollywood and then pursue it. I love that. That's such a good story. And the fact that you realize that in telling a story got you seen and, and got you recognized for, for the video or the movie you put out. And then to say, like, I want to learn further. I want to keep, keep going with this. And I'm going to give up everything that I've already grown to where most people would say, you, you made it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And not that it was easy. You know, it was challenging to be a student. You know, now you're suddenly in the U.S. You're, uh, you know, uh, getting your visa fixed and everything. And at the same time, I had to work. I had no choice. I'm from a middle class family. I <laughs> left a job. So I had to work. I was working like two jobs, you know. Uh, also, with the one one was the, an internship with the Morgan Freeman's company, and uh, other one was assisting a producer. So it was like between the two jobs and college. Yeah, for like two years. Yeah. Wow. And so from there, did you continue to work? So you were you were learning. You're working multiple jobs. Were you able to produce or or act in yeah. any other films? So. Uh, so the AFI's program is like very hands-on where they teach you to make movies. Like you're not like going through the regular examination. Your exam is a movie. So every semester oh, cool. you make a movie. 
So I made movies while in college, we formed a small production company and we made like a proper thesis film, which also went to a lot of film festivals. And um, it, it, it was called Oscar and that short film. So I think, you know, we kind of uh, manifested it for us in a way. Uh, so then um, that short film and while I was still in the college in my second year, I got a job uh, with uh, Crystal Sky Pictures. They are the makers of Ghost in the Shell and got to work with uh, John White, who's an actor. Um, so I got to work with their company. And I already started working while I was still in college. I think it was meant to be like that all my life. Uh, that was my first break, I'd say, because now uh, it, I started as a line producer, went, uh, you know, made my way up to a co-producer and uh, co-produced at least like 10 feature films with them. So all like full-length feature films we sold to Amazon Prime, Volo, Showtime, and movies are still running on all these platforms. We made a couple of features for Hallmark Channel. Um, so I think that was my first break. And there I got to work with James Kahn from The Godfather, late James Kahn, I think he passed away two years back. Um, so got to work with all these Hollywood legends, which not many, you know, uh, Indians, uh, I would say, have worked with or or an immigrant yeah. like me would get a chance to work with. And sometimes I would be like the the, the kind of this production manager, co-producer of let's say 300 to 500 people on set. So I'm managing the team of like production designers or cinematographers and the whole uh, team on set. So um, I think uh, I grew my way up and that's what I got to do within that job. And I think a lot of people would say, again, you've reached the top, like you're there, like you're, you're right in line. Yeah. But now you're, now you're starting your own businesses. Exactly. So, so same thing happened. You're absolutely right. So now at the top of my game, you know, I am, my life is settled. I'm, you know, you're getting to work at the big production house. They have already made 80 feature films, uh, you know, uh, in, in their, uh, their production company. And um, already working with the Hollywood legends now, you know, again, I made it. But, you know, there is a wheel, you know, in you uh, that I think that drives us, you know, people like us. And no matter how challenging the path is, we never lose hope. So I think yes. I am one of those people. And uh, I actually ended up, um, you know, setting up my production company, which is called Indo Holly Films, because I realized that I'm making these movies, which the script is not mine. And, you know, I am getting to manage the whole show, but it's not the storytelling. It's not something that I wanted to tell. Not that those stories are bad. Those are amazing movies. But not this kind of, you know, the meaningful cinema that we talked about in the beginning that I wanted to tell. So that's when the idea of Indo-Holly films generated. And the idea was already the back of my mind for a very long time. And I thought it's the right age and time that I have to take the plunge again. And I did it and started my company in the most, you know, unprecedented times, which was 2019 end. I started my own company, leaving my job, a glamorous job, I'd say. And then the pandemic happened. So you jumped two feet in. This wasn't even something that you were, you had laid out. Like it was like, I'm going in. I'm all in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the good thing is, you know, my previous company, they said that our doors will always be open. You know, we just go and try your own thing. And that's what a lot of producers do. So they kind of knew uh, the process. Yeah. Um, so, so I started my company 2019, 2020 pandemic happened. The first movie that I wanted to do was about skin complexion biases that a lot of women face uh, in India, Nigeria, and lots of the other parts of the world, you know, 
darker wants to become fairer and fairer wants to be tanned. You know, it's such an irony, you know, it's that movie I wanted to make. But because of pandemic, I stopped the production and started shooting a movie about the doctors. So these Indian doctors who are uh, in the U.S., because uh, I'm not even a doctor, so I would call my parents and they were so worried because they were in India. And I thought if, I, if my family is so worried, what is happening to the healthcare workers? You know, yeah. so we started shooting very early on, somewhere in the Mar- early March 2020. They're the first, uh, I think, female filmmaker who actually got to shoot the entire movie remotely from my apartment in downtown LA. So, and I think Oscar recognized it and we were shortlisted for the race. So we were in the race uh, in 2020. And um, it just uh, tells the story of these healthcare workers and what they felt. And we also shot with their families back in India. So the complete emotion at the time of like the absolute lockdown from the early days of the pandemic. So I ended up making that movie through my production wow. company. That's so cool. And from there, so you, you have this first business. And then you've also created a second business at the same time? Yeah. No, not at the same time. So uh, after this movie happened, um, we were still shooting the second movie, which is Shades, the Skin Complexion Biases. Now, it also became timely with George Floyd's death because um, I saw that uh, uh, that it is happening around the world. So we have to put this in and combine the whole Black Lives Matter moment in the film, which is yet to be released. We are still working on it. Um, and then the challenges that were associated with actually trying to, to sell this movies, uh, like the, my own independent movies to the biggies or the big streaming platforms. I thought that if I am, I've already made the, uh, so many movies, if I'm having so much difficulty in trying to, you know, monetize from my movies and trying to sell it to the platforms, imagine some, you know, a filmmaker sitting in this remote city, just like me, you know sitting in a remote city in India or Asia somewhere, or maybe, you know, Kenya. How are they going to ever tell their stories? That's when Diverse Cinema, you know, my streaming platform came in picture. And I thought, I have to give this platform to these remote underrepresented content creators around the world. So they cannot, you know, they shouldn't go through what I went through, you know, different journeys and different you know, jobs and um, education. So they should know that this is one platform where I will just write to them. I'll send my trailer and, you know, they'll they'll put my movie on and the world will get to see it. And not just that, you know, um, I thought that these communities don't even have a chance to show it to the Hollywood fraternity or industry. So I also started connecting them with uh, a lot of the industry makers and investors and financiers through our newsletters. That's huge. So what, you know, both your businesses, what stage of business would you say that they're in? So in the Holly Films, it's like a movie based every project. We try to fund and raise funds for our, um, our next project. So in Indo Holly Films, our third feature film, which is called From Bollywood to Hollywood, this an Indian dancer's story, which is kind of a story of, you know, uh, not just my story, but a lot of the story of women, you know, who have gone through you know certain challenges to move from bollywood to hollywood so so uh that's one of the movies that we are raising uh finances for for diverse cinema we are in the pre-seed round and we are yet to raise a round and so far we have been running the show i think this is the most unprecedented times again you know because of the economic turmoil in the company in the in the country i think it's uh it's the most challenging times to raise funds 
but then I think uh, it has always been like that, you know. Uh, yeah. There is no time to say that, you know, it's challenging. That challenges are always going to be there. And we are hopeful that someday, you know, uh, somebody will understand the idea and will buy it. That's great. What, uh, if being a young company and being in Silicon Valley and, and trying to produce what you're doing, what do you see are some of the biggest challenges that you're faced with? Not, not from the economy and, but more from being a, a young business owner and trying to raise, raise money. I think uh, being a young business owner um, and especially being like this uh, like single female uh, entrepreneur, whenever you go out for the meetings, sometimes I have been even told, you know, who are, are there some like older people in your team? And I'm like, you know, it's the age is not, you know, a factor to be, uh, you know, to gauge uh, the value of a company. And um, so it, I, I think I'm already facing the challenges right from the beginning. And um, I think the other bigger challenges for a company like this is, uh, of course, there is a huge competition. So trying to convey that, you know, it is not in the competition with, you know, the bigger streaming platforms or anything. It has its own niche where, you know, you're trying to um, uh, bring the independent content, which is not being shown and which is not even getting a chance to go out there. So I think the, just the con conveying message uh, about this independent content is the is has been a challenge uh, because mostly in Silicon Valley they they take it as as an entertainment company and then in yeah. LA they think it's a tech company so we are also like mm -hmm. you know because it is tech entertainment at the end of the day it is software and not just uh, the streaming we are not only going to stream movies or uh, TV shows we're trying to develop it uh, into like more diverse categories like we are going to sell books which are diverse books. Um, and then we are also adding like a casting platform because I think it's very important to bring like diverse cast uh, to Hollywood uh, and to the other uh, other industries for, for sure. So we are adding multiple layers to this diverse. So it's not only going to be like diverse cinema and a streaming platform, but there you can also, you know, sell your books, which are related to movies, or maybe you want to make a movie one day based on the book. Um, or, uh, you know, you want, you're looking for this actor, you know, like, a, let's say a, a Hispanic actor, and then you can go to diverse cinema and you can even find the actors all the, because we already have a database of directors, producers, and content creators, so they can easily gauge. So we are trying to add a lot of features and that's where the challenge is because we cannot develop it until we are fundraised. So I've noticed, uh, a repetition in what you've done. You've always tried to give back and and try to represent individuals that would not be re represented otherwise. And that's, it's what you did when you were on your work path up and it's what you're doing now. I, I respect that so much. Thank you so much. I think it is very important at the end of the day to give back uh, to the society in whatever form, you know, because uh, when I see my journey, it took me such a long time, you know, to to be here. And um, and I know now the technicalities of it and, you know, how you can do it. So I don't want any other kid, you know, any other dreamer to be sitting out there and just dreaming that, you know, oh, I have to do like three masters to get there. No, you don't have to, you know, you just have to um, be, uh, you know, follow the right approach. And you can be there because if uh, it took me such a long time, the only thing that I can give back is to let other content creators give this platform where it won't take them so much time. You know, they can just put their movies out there. And we have such kind of movies, you know, 
there is a found footage film in like in one of the Indian dialects, and it was just there uh, in India, and that uh, we we got it, and it's playing as an exclusive on our channel. And after that, he got um to put it on a lot of other channels like Amazon Prime because we already promoted it and got connected with a lot of financiers and investors where now the second movie is funded. So I'm I get very happy awesome. you know, when I see someone uh, you know benefiting from us because this is the whole idea at the end of the day. Five years from now, if you were to look back and have the biggest smile on your face and feel like, hey, I, I'm I'm finally at a point where I'm so happy in what I've done and looking at your business, where what would that be? What would be that that milestone or that that change and even an individual that you've created throughout your business, what would that look like? I think um, five years from now, I, I, one, I think it's very important um, from my journey for people to learn about, you know, not losing hope at any point in their lives. I know it is very challenging. Uh, it gets very challenging. There are times when people just want to quit. Uh, and that's where it all starts. You know, the moment you think of, uh, you know, leaving it, um, that's when you, you have to not lose hope. So five years from now, if I can see a lot of these content creators, a lot of these, um, and not just content creators, you know, as I said, we are giving a platform to to sort of everyone from the underrepresented community where they can go and find uh, things that they would like to do. So even everyone uh, of them who are like somewhere sitting in, in the remotest of the city or town in, uh, you know, in some part of the world, they are able to put their content out there. And um, if uh, if their stories are being told, you know, because there are a lot of these unheard stories, you know, back in Singapore, there was a maid that I had and she had a very unique story. And every time I'd hear, I'd cry and I was like, this has to be put into a movie. So those kind of stories, you know, yeah. And when, when these are out and I think I'll be very happy, you know, whether it's five years or 10 years down the line, if I could see that these stories are being told now to our platform and these people are being able to monetize, nothing like it. So I think, I think that that would be my giveaway. I love it. You're on such a beautiful mission and. I'm I'm behind you. Anything I can do to help, I'm here. I, I absolutely hearing your story and just listening to this is is it's incredible. So congratulations to where you've already come, and I really look forward to seeing how far you take this. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. So before I've got one more question for you, but before our time comes to an end, where can the Remote Start Nation find you? Um, uh, to find me as a where can they, where should they go to find your business, to learn more about mm-hmm. you? Yeah. If there's someone that wants to connect, where, where would they, where would you send them? Sure. Absolutely. So I think uh, if somebody wants to connect, uh, I think social media is the best, the best platform to connect with me. And they're on Instagram with my name, Sweta Rai. Um, and apart from that, I think our websites, because every website, if a content creator wants to send uh, their content on our website, uh, diversecinema.com. There is a form for content creators where they can just send their trailers or, or you know, their movie scripts and we'll, we'll uh, take a look at it and we'll see if, uh, you know, if it meets all the criteria and we can put it on our platform. So there are two uh, places, you know, and to personally connect with me, I think that's that's the best way uh, to write a note and just get connected and probably, you know, because we keep constantly keep posting a lot about uh, updates about our business my personal journey and, you know, what's going on um, in life and also 
um, the entrepreneurship. So I think that's a best platform to that. Thank you. What's the biggest takeaway that you can leave with the Remote Start Nation today? I think the biggest takeaway right now is uh, that uh, the times are challenging. Uh, and I think for every entrepreneur uh, who are probably you guys are going to um, interview or maybe, you know, or who are going to listen to this uh, podcast, um, I think um, one should not lose hope during these challenging times and um, just keep going and keep doing what, what, what they're doing and they're passionate about. Um, and try to, uh, you know, not miss out on, on the, um, you know, the technicalities of what you're trying to do. Of course, it is also important that passion is one thing, but it's also important to do thorough research on the market and uh, try to learn more about, uh, you know, what's going on in uh, what's the scenario like in your particular industry. So just a good balance of both the things I think will lead uh, these guys somewhere. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you for coming on the, the Remote Start Nation today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, Remote Start Nation, I hope you learned as much as I did today and can put some of what Sweda told us into work for you. Thank you all for joining us on this journey. Remember, leave a comment, subscribe, and share this episode with your community who you think could learn from what you heard. Until next time, go start something. Start today and go build the lifestyle you desire by taking action. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my passion of bringing people together through business and branding in hopes to connect you with your community. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Woodward Movement, the leader in brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. Check out our remotestartpodcast.com for more episodes and our social channels to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you build a strong community for your business. I'm Jim Doyon. Thank you for connecting.